Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. And Del Torre. Same corner, same time, and all kinds of cool weather. It's mm. a little cool in Florida right now, man. How y'all boys feeling? Y'all good? Pop-up show. Looks good, like Dan's man. moving. Back in, I, I have. I'm in South Florida in the 954, mm. uh, just a couple miles away from... Uh, the Runyons that Nick almost had a square up at and uh, <laughs> just here for a couple of days before uh, before the holidays. So here for some family time uh, and uh, and looking forward to it. Mean streets of Coral Springs. Coral That's Springs right. legend. Dan- Coral Springs Daniel legend. Tom. Coral Springs high school legend. Uh, Wiles Road legend. Oh, Wiles Road. Wiles <laughs> Road was the spot. Shout out, shout out to the construction crew that just finished Wiles Road. Seven years under construction. It feels uh, like to it. Add <laughs> two additional lengths. Nuts. Nuts. Wiles Road all the way to State Road 7, man. Mean streets, of course, Springs. The mean gated communities of Coral Springs, Florida. Uh, man, Nick. All right, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick. Uh, we want to we want to pull this up. Uh, you put it on the, the timeline yesterday mm. uh, about uh, about Boomer, uh, your dog. You've yeah. got two dogs, Norman and Boomer. No connection to uh, the University of Oklahoma, obviously being based yeah. in Norman, Oklahoma. Dang Boomer sooner, but here we are. Um, Nick, your your dog <laughs> took a took a Brandon Spikes to No Shot Moreno hit. So we're gonna pull that up real, real quick, and we need to look at it. Silk, you you play college ball. Uh, give yeah. us your opinion on the tackle by Norman on Boomer. Mm. Yeah, that's 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 like oh, runny lot running the alley, man. Mm. I haven't seen a hit like that. That's illegal in football for sure. Thank you. So a little background, Boomer. Um, I, I got him in college. He's twelve. He'll be Pugs thirteen like in June. What's Pug's name. Boomer. Pug's is Boomer. Okay, he took it like a G. So Boomer's twelve. Norman is the seventy-pound sheepdog. Boomer is. In the retirement stage, home of his long, illustrious pug life, didn't sign up for a 70-pound little brother with a ton of energy. Boomer's just out there looking for a spot to go to the bathroom. Just being a gentleman, try, trying to go along with his gentlemanly things. And, and, and then, you know, Ronnie Lott, like you said, that looked like, you know, Joey Kent going over the middle. Uh, for some older Gator fans, just a bad day for Boomer, but he popped right back up. That's my guy. Like a G. Uh, he's a cancer survivor, so no- nothing Norman did was gonna was gonna keep Boomer from uh, finishing his business in the backyard. 
Definitely is in uh, concussion protocol. Yeah, no, no, we're definitely in concussion protocol. Yep, for, for sure. Day to day. You guys last, got any uh, big Christmas plans? Uh, obviously, we're recording last, today last on Friday. This is Monday. Uh, no big plans. Uh, definitely regular holiday vibes. Any holiday, pulling up to fam. Uh, mm. Should be going up to Port St. Lucie in the Fort Pierce area between uh, Christmas Eve and uh, Christmas. Hanging out with some family that's in town from Nassau and, you know, kicking it. A lot of seafood, bowls, and different mm. festivities, man. We got some kunk that was freshly sent over here. So it's going to be some Ooh. kunk salad, some fried kunk fritters, and, you know, and let the kids do what they do, man. You know, just more of a kid's day than, than anything, but nothing too huge. Uh, Christmas night, I may do just go out to dinner instead of, like, linking with mm -hmm. the family, with my immediate family, my house. I think we're going to get some dinner res reservations and go out, do that type of shindig. What you got planned? I love it. Just, just being being around the family, man. We're we're dealing with uh, an illness in the family right now, uh, so just just spend quality family time uh, right now. So uh, that's up. what's important right around the holidays, and um, you know, head back to, uh, to the beautiful eight one three on uh, on Tuesday uh, to get back next Friday to the uh, the Bender vibes a little bit. Okay, there he is. He's yeah. back. A week from today. He's we back. Come back. It's like out of retirement. Yeah, um, New Year's, baby. Dan, when people right. say that New Year's is a, is a holiday for amateurs. Dan, professional New Year's bender. He just goes oh, out no, there. No, no. New Year's Eve, taking it easy, taking it easy on a, a little bender okay. philanthropy. I don't, I don't mess around do with drunk drivers, everything else on, on New Year's Eve. That's just not the not the vibe I want. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Silk, you're playing. Uh, before we get into the show, obviously, we'll, we'll talk all about the Gators here in a second. Silk, you're you're going to swing uh, some golf clubs tomorrow, huh? Yeah, I got a golf outing, man. Going to be up in Orlando area. We're actually going golfing in Winter Park. Me, Kenny, and uh, oh, yeah. Amon. Should be, I don't know, bro. You you can call it golfing. I'm going to do what I got to do in the woods to enjoy myself. Pause. Woo. That sounds crazy. But uh, cushion may be big, but I don't know how much how my swing is going to look, man. It may look atrocious, but. Mm, looking forward to seeing it on the timeline. It's going to be on content. Lion's going to capture this this terrible swing in 4K, man. But, you know, <laughs> what's most important is having fun out there, guys. Let's just remember That's that. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. All right, boys, let's get uh, let's get into the show today. If you are watching on no YouTube, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I was no, just yeah. gonna get to that. But if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, drop some comments, let us know what you're up to for the holidays. Ask any questions, obviously, super chats, uh, get uh, first dibs on questions, make us laugh, um, debate in the, the comment section, whatever you want to do. Uh, big announcement yesterday, uh, Silk texted me and Nick said, Hey, we have to get UF insider hoop shiz on the show. I wasn't about it. Nick wasn't necessarily about it. Nick flipped the script. I then flipped the script. Couldn't get him on today. Don't, to uh, on don't know to what happened. Lying, scheduling. Man, wasn't... Go ahead. Yes, the scheduling is what uh, was not able to, to happen this morning. Offered an alternative time. Don't think the alternative time is going to necessarily happen. So um, if you came for hoop shiz, sorry. If you're not here for who she is and you're looking to hear the same insider information, we got it. We got it. So um, let's get you're into on the same message the board that Shiz is on. <laughs> what? We're on the same message boards as Shiz. So we got the same stuff, man. But shout out to Shiz. Run one of them. All right. So um, I run one of those messages. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Poop shits for AD, and then Tony just says Nick is great. Hopefully, the rest of us are okay as well. So, Gators uh, obviously don't have uh, the the best uh, early national signing day as they expected. Uh, obviously, we telegraphed a lot of those uh, potential flips at the end of uh, the last episode uh, on Monday. Uh, but Gators right now ranked 16th uh, in the recruiting rankings on on three, number nine overall in average uh, player rating of that group. We're going to get into each and every player that joined uh, this class as well as a couple of the transfers. We'll talk about coaching uh, here in a minute. There might be a special live uh, announcement on this show here as well uh, about some changes as well. But uh, gentlemen, give me your thoughts, uh, overarching thoughts on uh, early National Signing Day. Um, yeah, I think the most and two, the two most important that, that you were able to hold on to, um, you get DJ Lagway. That's your franchise quarterback. You had to have that. The the smoke about other schools coming after DJ and talking to DJ and Texas A&M trying to get DJ to come to campus. They wanted to go in home. Like, all that stuff was real. I know we got, like, uh, everyone that was talking about it was hit with, you know, oh, this is clickbait. It's like, listen, that stuff was real. Um, the all, all the stuff that happened on signing day when they're like, USC is still calling. It's like, okay, that doesn't mean anything. Florida got DJ Lagway's NLI in at 8.30 in the morning uh, mm. on Wednesday. And DJ just wanted to have his ceremony at 3.30 Central Time. So everyone's freaking out. Uh, our message board, Twitter, everyone was freaking out. I hit it up on our message board. And I was like, hey, man, uh, I think you should just relax. Like 4.30, 4.30 yeah. Eastern. I think you should just relax. Um the first tweet I saw of his ceremony, there's orange and blue <laughs> balloons, uh, a Gator logo. And I'm like, I like, I don't know what we're doing here. Um, just relax. Like, there's so much PTSD. We just need to pop like a Xanax. Just calm down. It's going to be I all right. It. I get it. It was a, it was a <laughs> Wednesday was an anxiety-filled okay. day, uh, Nick. Yeah. It was a lot of anxiety. Um, man. So I get it. So then you hold on to LJ McCray. Uh, shout, shout out to him, uh, trolling everyone. What do you he, He's he's like, you, why do you think I was gonna you know flip? I mean? It's like, well, at what point? At what point? At what yeah. point would you like to tell me? Um, those are the two guys. So, one DJ is the guy that, that I think you can build a team around and win championships with. LJ McCray is a guy who can come in and play from day one, a legitimate guy that Bama wanted, that Georgia wanted, that these other schools who you're still chasing. Uh, and I think the class overall shows that you're still chasing. Um, I think those are guys that you need to get in the class. There's some other guys that uh, Florida got who I think can be players eventually. Um, I love I love both running backs that they got, uh, Jaden Baugh uh, and Kanan Daniels. Kanan Daniels ran for like nearly 5,000 yards um, the last two years. And, and then there's some other guys who I think you know maybe can make an impact early-ish on, uh, but I'm going to be looking at guys like, you know, Brian Taylor, Joey Slackman, um, mm. Chim Ray DK. You hear that yep. one? So Chim Ray DK. You sure that's right still? I was given, I was given that by Florida. Okay. Not even a confidence. Just like, no, yeah, you, sure. know, you know what I had? I had Shimmer yeah, yeah. Dyke. Is what I had. Yeah, no, uh, shimmery, shimmery dyke is what you had. Yeah, yeah, shimmery dyke is is what I was rolling with. So I'm glad they cleared that up because everybody's gonna be like, "Who the hell is still talking about?" It's like so death, close. Death. 
Well, let me put, I said this, we were talking uh, while we were waiting for Billy Napier and somebody asked me, he said, DJ Lagway is the most important recruit since. And I said, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if he'll have that same career, but I could not think of another player since Tim Tebow that signed where I thought like, yeah, that's the program absolutely had to have that player. Yeah. Nick, your and maybe you have a better name. Favorite player, not DJ. And if DJ. you have a better season. Go ahead, Seth. Not DJ or LJ. Favorite player, favorite commit. Miles mm. Graham. I like that. Uh, that might open Miles up another Graham's can of worms for the later, later part of the show. This is, I mean, like a legitimate, um, have stood around him, been been around him. I think like a legit 6'1", 220. Um just looks the part, and then you cut the film on. You're like, "Oh, put him at can run the ball, and run the ball like <laughs> yeah. Dad did too." Um, so I think he's one that that was a really cool story to see him move down to Gainesville, play at Buholz this year. Um, he was the first kid to commit, first kid to send his LOI in. Um, just uh, no drama, no drama from the time he committed until signing day. Yeah. Until after. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I like that pick a lot. Obviously uh, I like Aaron Childs a lot too. Maryland mm-hmm. Gatorade player of the year, Max preps player of the year. Pardon me. Uh, I think he's an elite running back. I'll be on our uh, linebacker. I'll be honest with you. I didn't think that he was going to stick with Florida, not towards the end, but you know, he made that commitment. I think he was really heavily leaning towards Michigan comes to Gainesville and pops with a bunch of other commits and then just never unwavered never from that commitment. Waited. I thought yeah. that maybe it would have been a, a hype visit or, or a visit hype that, that he ultimately, uh, you know, got on board. But Aaron Childs is an absolute player at linebacker. I think of the three that if you had to pick two, Miles Graham and Aaron Childs sure. uh, are two players that are going to be impactful players year one. Obviously, losing a Darius Hayes, we'll get into that in a minute, uh, is is a loss for the Gators. But I think the position that Childs and the position that Graham play are, are going to be two very impactful positions at the University of Florida. So I'm very excited to, to see him on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, I think Kanan Daniels. Uh, and then, you know, I think a name that, that we haven't talked about in a while, uh, Amir Jackson at tight end. I think he's an elite athletic playmaker. I think that he's going to make an impact at the University of Florida uh, even next year. So uh, Amir Jackson is uh, is probably my guy on offense. Okay. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Charles also got some Michigan ties, and they had a really mm-hmm. good season. Mm-hmm. So I think his dad played there or something like that. So that was I, I was worried about that entire season watching Mich- watching Michigan play, wondering if there could be some flip, him taking a visit there, anything. But the dude was super solid, man. Very good get. And of the linebackers, we had three, one bounce. Mm-hmm. We I think we kept the better two. I'm sorry, Nick. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just gonna say the Childs almost reminded me, and I know this is a, a family that Florida fans love hearing about, but that's kind of how Chad Wilson handled Quincy and Marco. And I remember uh, Quincy wanted to commit and Chad told me at the time, he's like, listen, there is no decommitting. So like you can, you can make your commitment right now, or you can make an on signing day or anytime in between. But when you make your commitment, that's your word. And that's where you're going to go. So just be sure that you're ready to go and play there for three, four five years. Once you, uh, come public with a commitment. And, and I think there were a bunch of guys, um, in this class that were like that Fletcher Westfall is another one. 
And I don't know that an offensive lineman can come in right away. But when I look through and listen, we had a ton of drama. But when I look through, like, not a lot of drama with, like, Mike Williams, Fletcher Westfall. Uh, The number one offensive lineman in a country, Noel Portijan. Not this country, but a country. Well, well, a country. I can't wait for that joke to to expire. I've heard Nick say that about seven The number one lineman in a country. Yep. Number one Nuts. lineman. It is what it is. Number one lineman. Yeah. The number Sorry two that you're a hater. player in the entire continent of Europe. You know check, what I mean? check your mic, Dan. It's missing a little bit, bro. I don't mean to like cut in the shit I, with your mic. Oh, sorry about that. I was just gonna say he's the uh, the second best player in the entire country or the entire continent of Europe, too. Glad you stopped hating. So number one because that's also number a one fact. player in Germany, number two player in Europe. Uh comes in. He's a he's a dog, and there's a there's a lot more recruiting going on in, in Europe right now. Uh, let's get in. in. Hold, on, hold, on, um, hold on, hold on. I like um, defensively. I, 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 I'm gonna go with a sleeper. I do like both of the guys you said. Both backers are, are, are really good. Um, in this class, I wish we had more edge rushers. I think we're missing some of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the things we are missing, I think, is is a twist up. We lost a couple, a lot of defensive linemen, and I want us to probably replace mm-hmm. those guys in the portal. We'll talk about that a little later. That's what I don't like about this class. And size at receiver is another thing I don't like. We lost uh, Isaiah Williams uh, to Texas A&M. Uh, offensive side of the ball, speaking of receiver, I do. I love Jare Hawkins. I could go with him or either Tawaski Abrams. Mm-hmm. Uh, elite speed with both of those guys. But Jare, like Billy spoke up by him uh, after signing day and said he's probably going to be the fastest guy on the roster when he arrives. But you look at his IMG film, just, just lights out, explosiveness. Him and Eugene Wilson. Uh, may share that slot position, so it may, you know, stop him from getting some early snaps or, you know, you, you never know, but they play the same position unless Eugene go outside or something. But right now, I love Jare Hawkins on offense. Uh, Defensive-wise, I'm going to go Gregory Smith, the safety we got yesterday uh, on yeah. signing day. 6'4 guy uh, out of Riv- Riverview, Florida, played a little quarterback at his high school, uh, cut on his film. I like that how rangy he is. He is 6'4". There's some size and stuff that you want to put on him a little bit. But overall, like I like his athleticism. Uh, safety, I don't expect him to play early or anything like that. You never know at safety because Castell came in and jumped some guys. Um, but I don't project him to play early. But I love his athleticism. And I love the fine for the staff after missing on Xavier Filsami uh, to Texas. Yep. I'm just going to run through. We're going to go through all the commitments here in a second. I'm going to announce those that decommitted where they went, and then we're just going to kind of move on from from that. Uh, Xavier Fulsam was obviously the guy uh, that the Gator fans were excited about. There was a lot of smoke that he was going to go to Texas. He does make the signing day announcement that he is flipping to Texas. Should not be a surprise uh, to anybody. Amaris Williams, the defensive lineman, uh, also announced uh, that he would flip on National Signing Day, and he signed with Auburn. Um, let's see some other names. Darius Hayes, the linebacker, uh, kind of that that outside rushing linebacker, uh, did uh, make a decommitment on National Signing Day as well. He is heading to uh, the University of Miami. Isaiah Williams, wide receiver from uh, Carrollwood Day in Tampa, Florida, and also announced that he would flip and go to Texas A&M. Some other names that you might remember, Kendall Jackson, who had decommitted from the University of Florida, committed to Miami. Uh, some 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 weird shenanigans happened there. Uh, ultimately, ends up at Texas A and M, and 
if you care, Nasir Johnson, former Gators commit, uh, is going to Georgia. Jamonta Waller is going to Auburn. So of the folks that uh, decommitted and Wardell Mack is going to Texas, of the players that decommitted during the cycle, uh, that is where they're going. Uh, any thoughts on any of those decommitments or signing day announcements before we get into who did sign with the University of Florida? Hmm. Go ahead, uh, so. I, I didn't hear the questions. I, I was too busy harassing the, the people in the comments about liking. So you go first. And I know oh, yeah, yeah. No, any any <laughs> thoughts on any of the, the decommitments that the Gators had? Nothing extensive. You know, that, that casualty of a, a bad season. Uh, a lot of these flips just went to programs that definitely got big bags, but also had a, a successful season. Um, so it's a, a little casualty of both. Uh, Isaiah Williams was, was a head scratcher to me. I think there's a lot of opportunity mm -hmm. on our on our roster. Um, Billy G, I don't know what he did with uh, that relationship or what the flip was all about, but that one was a head scratcher. But uh, everybody else, we kind of seen it coming um, from a mile away. So no surprises on signing day. Wish we could have kept all those guys, but it didn't work out. But, I mean, what is mm -hmm. recruiting these days? We can get into, like, strategies and, yeah. and how recruiting is all working out. But, I mean, you're going to be negotiating with all these guys again next winter anyway. So, yeah, to me – you, you got to find that balance of, uh, you know, high quality guys. I like the quality of, of the, the class. You know, I don't mm -hmm. think we missed a lot with the evals. So you just want a high quality of guys in, in the high school recruiting. And then whatever you miss, you got plenty of opportunity to, to fill it out in the portal. Uh, and Porter guys seem to stick more than the high school recruits these days. So you just got to find that balance and, and figure out what the recipe is for, for recruiting now. It um it, it's interesting because some people have asked me, do you spend your money in high school nil or do you spend it in the portal nil? And I don't know what the answer is because you're seeing guys in the portal right now who were five stars a year ago and spent one year at a place uh, or just two years yeah. at a place. I think it's I think the transfer portal hurts development. Um, it, it certainly is is making the college football coach job miserable. Like this last month, uh, I was watching uh, Dan's favorite coach in the entire world, Eli Drinkwitz, um, talking with Andy wow. Staples on signing day. And he said, I did eight in-home visits in a 24-hour period. And it's just like, that's what you have to do. And <clears throat> then you've got transfer portal guys that you're trying to get. You're trying to keep guys on your roster from going into the transfer portal. And if you can't do that, now you're redoing the calculator. All right, well, what's our number at defensive back? We lost two. We're adding one. Is he ready to play right now? Do we have to go into the transfer? There's just so much going on in the month of December, I'm all for the players being able to move. Like if Lincoln Riley dips and goes to the chargers in the off season, like I think all of those players should have a free year to leave. The coach you went to play for is allowed to get up and leave and do whatever he wants. Players shouldn't be stuck there. Um, but it, it, there's a lot of toothpaste that's out of the tube. And I don't know how you get it back in um, or how you mm -hmm. put different kinds of, restrictions on it and and if that's fair um so well, there's it's, a, it's, there's 
there's a new court ruling that said the uh, ability to transfer multiple times uh, is Second no, year, no waiver, baby. anti-competitive. So uh, the NCAA, uh, the court stayed that, um, and the NCAA said that they aren't going to fight that. So for now, uh, players can transfer multiple times without sitting out for a year. I uh, want to shout out Cena. Nick, I brought this comment up uh when you were talking just because it you know kind of aligned with what you were saying with all the money we saved on lost recruits does that open up going after a top tier transfer thank you cena for the super chat yeah i just don't know what like what who is the top tier transfer um like if i pull up right now <clears throat> if i pull up right now like walter nolan's not coming uh, evan stewart's mm -hmm. not coming you don't need a Cam Ward. So I'm looking at the top transfers, uh, and I quickly see uh, two Florida guys. Um, yeah. But, like, you're – maybe it does. Um, also, it's not like the guys that left were going to – are opening up a million dollars or half a million dollars. Um, so I think the thought that, well, these four guys left – now Florida's got a ton of money to use. And it's like, well, the guys that Florida signed are going to be making a ton of money. DJ Lagway, LJ McCray are going to have yeah. massive NIL contracts. Um, Probably like, the highest it, on the team. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you might have, you're going to have millionaire players in college football. You probably already do, but you're going to have millionaire players in college football who haven't started a game yet. Back to Ronnie Tony. Speaking of, some crazy making a bunch of money, hits, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> said that, speaking I, of making tons of money, speaking Lucy. of making a lot of money, the Gators now it's it's time for your breaking news that we alluded to. So, time to hit the all. There we are. The, the Gators have announced <laughs> a new defensive line coach. Gerald Chapman is joining uh, the Gators football program. He spent last year at Tulane. Previously at LSU, he'd been with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, he'd been kind of all over the place. A young guy, uh, from what we know, uh, an incredible developer of talent. A lot of players spoke really highly of him. Still getting a little bit of his chop around recruiting uh, as well. But, uh, but gentlemen, Gerald Chapman, new defensive line coach, live on Stadium and Gale. Yeah, um, I didn't know too much about him, um, so I talked to some other people um, that knew him from either Tulane um, or knew him from his, his time in the NFL. They, they love him a, a, in terms of being a coach um, and in terms of being a teacher. Um, it's totally different at the NFL level. You're teaching grown men who are making way more than you. Now you're teaching young men who in some instances might be making more than you, depending on uh, your contract situation and their NIL situation. Um, but I think it'll be, it'll, it remains to be seen. What does he do in terms of recruiting? Um, be interested to see what the recruit reaction is around him. Um, but yeah, it, it will be, uh, it'll be one to, to, to watch, but everything I've heard about him is that he's a great recruiter um, just in terms of building relationships. And that's with his former players and, and other coaches who've worked on staff with him. Yeah. Uh, just, I mean, amongst his peers, he seemed to have a good reputation. Um, young guy. Uh, was that Tulane? You know, he has a good, a good uh, uh, reputation amongst coaches and former players like that. 
uh, would like some older guys on this roster. This is a very, very young uh, coaching staff. Um, I know I wouldn't want to go to Coach o or Jerron's age because I thought he was too old. Um, and he did get some hype up, and so maybe maybe Shiz was right. Maybe they flew out to Destin to talk to Coach O about how hiring Gerald Chapman. They did not fly out to Destin to meet Coach, Coach o, o. Had great things to say about Gerald Chapman. I, maybe they flew out there to, to ask Coach O, you know, his feelings on him. You know, well, I thought Coach O was on the plane from Destin back to Gainesville to be offered the job. No, he was just talking about Gerald Chapman. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. that's a that's an expensive conversation. You know, you can just like. <laughs> Call someone. Zoom, you know, yeah, but you never know. Zoom, call, text, DM. Don't need to send a plane. Uh, it's, to a very, ask. it's a very young side of the ball. Uh, Austin Armstrong is very young. Uh, Jared Chapman is very young. There are people out there asking and advocating for Brandon Spikes who will be young as well. And, of course, he don't have a degree. This is just fans being fans. But uh, that would just be incredibly young so we do have a very young coaching staff that just got younger um by replacing chaos with with chapman and we'll see what the how, how it works out the linebacker coach but uh just missing some experience but uh, i don't like the great hires on a b c d's to f's um because i don't know what what's going to happen what's going to transpire but uh seemingly will be a good recruiter he's been a recruiting coordinator at previous stops uh has some special team experience as well I like that. I don't know if he's going to coach special teams here, but he does have that experience, and we need all the special team experience we can get, you know. So, uh, not not a bad hire. Not going to you know get mad or anything about it. I do like that his reputation amongst his peers, and we'll see how it all plays out. But an incredibly young defensive side of the ball, staff wise. You're muted, Dan. Sorry, we'll, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, the Jay Bateman departure uh, here after we get uh, through recruiting. But we did want to make the the announcement as it became official uh, that Gerald Chapman will be joining the University of Florida coaching staff as uh, the defensive line coach. So uh, with that being said, let's do a, a quick ad read and we'll get back into recruiting. As always, want to give a shout out to our friends over at Lucy. There you are. Uh, nicotine pouches, whether you're looking to, to chill and relax, whether you're looking for that boost of energy, go visit lucy.co forward slash stadium. You'll get 15 or you get 20% off of your order and free shipping always. Uh, lots of different flavors. This one's cinnamon. They have espresso, wintergreen, mint, uh, a whole bunch of flavors, whatever you might be looking for to enjoy so go visit lucy.co forward slash stadium there's nick with his um again great product something that we've used enjoy it a lot uh, so again lucy.co forward slash stadium 20 percent off of your order and free shipping nationwide as always here comes a fine print nicotine is an addictive chemical perfect all right, so uh, sign, signing day. Let's get into – let's talk about the transfers first, and then we will talk about uh, kind of each of the position groups. And we'll, some of them will we'll go more in-depth uh, than others. So we've talked about Joey Slackman uh, joining the, the program, uh, former Ivy League Defensive Player of the Year, comes over to University of Florida from the University of Pennsylvania. 
from one Ivy League to a public Ivy League school. Uh, San Diego State transfer offensive lineman Brandon Crenshaw Dixon, uh, six foot seven, three hundred and ten pounds, also joins uh, the program. Uh, an announcement on signing day: Chimre DK, wide receiver from Wisconsin, about fourteen hundred, almost fifteen hundred yards in his career, reunited with Graham Mertz. Yeah, this is the one that Graham Mertz kind of pounded the table for. Um, this is his guy uh, from Wisconsin. I don't think Chimray had a great year last year, um, but if I go back and look at uh, what they did together in 2021, um, I think it was 47 catches for 689 yards, six touchdowns, which in the Badgers offense might as well be a 1,500-yard receiving season. Um so it's someone that I think when you look at the wide receiver room, Eugene Wilson is electric. He's proven you're excited to have him back in the fold and to see what kind of jump he can make from freshman to sophomore year. I like Andy Jean. I like Aiden Mizell. I like Khalil Jackson. There's like, like what, 12 catches between them. So like you needed a veteran presence in the locker room. I've seen people already putting Ricky Pearsall expectations uh, on DK. And, and I would just say we didn't have any Ricky Pearsall expectations when he showed up in the spring. Um, but you're getting a guy who's a veteran, already has rapport and a relationship with his quarterback. You learn those routes, but the timing's already there. Um, so I think it's a big pickup. I expect him to start or play starter reps pretty immediately for Florida. He's just got a bunch of slot receivers, it feels like, man. Um, mm-hmm. He's another six-foot, 185-pound well, well, guy. Well, like four years ago, there, it was just a bunch of long striders. <laughs> so right. yeah. it, it, it's, it's uh, flipped. Yeah. Yeah, so I would like for us to go get some. Balance. Yeah, they, they got to get uh, some some size in the portal. Um don't, I don't mind, like, smaller guys. We just we just missing a, a, some, some bigger-bodied receivers, so – I would like to see us go get a, a, a wide receiver one. I don't know if you're moving Eugene to the outside. I don't know what the plan is, you know, because um, I think he could play outside receiver. I don't think he you have to keep him at slot. I think it's uh, his best position to play in the wide receiver room. But we just got a, a lot of slot wide receivers right now uh, in my mind. Mm-hmm. So I want to see us go get a, a a big body receiver. I like the chemistry him and uh, Merce have. It's just I don't think he's as smooth and as uh, sharp a route runner as as Ricky Pearsall, but the chemistry between uh, Merce with both of them I think is very similar, and we're gonna mm-hmm. be able to get a lot of production out of them. Um, so a good get, man. We're finding Merce weapons. He need more, you know. And I also think too, just like just thinking about projecting next year's offense. I think both of those running backs we got in this class are guys that can contribute year one. And Billy has shown the knack of playing those those young boys early. I don't know about that with wide receivers. Billy hasn't shown that he play a lot of freshman wide receivers, but he's shown that he he play a lot of young running backs. So we we need a veteran, big body wide receiver in some capacity. Yeah, and that plays into Army Sniper Super Chat from a little bit ago. Perspective, Napier doesn't have time to develop 25 more high schoolers. He has seven to eight scholarships to fill via the portal. Gators have to spend money in the portal, Nick. Yeah, like I don't know how much money. Well, Florida's at Florida, here's here. So let's hit this. Florida's at 84 scholarships right now, and I again say the 85 scholarship limit is imaginary in the off season. Um, you don't need to be at 85 
until fall camp starts. So you could be at 185 if you wanted to uh, for spring football. Um, and you have to have a hundred very difficult conversations before fall camp, but, uh, you can go over the 85 schools have been doing that for years. Um, I'd expect Florida to go continue to be buyers in the portal. Um, another offensive lineman, I really like Brandon Crenshaw Dixon that gives you versatility left or right side. Um, but I think you need another offensive lineman, maybe another linebacker, Another receiver, a safety. Um, if Keon Zipper doesn't come back for his sixth season, you could use another tight end. Um, I think there's a uh, the Army tight end that they've been in contact with. Um, so th- they, yeah, there's just I mean, like outside of Army you, need, you need another quarter. What happens if you transfer from Army? You not you don't have to serve in the military anymore. I don't know. I don't know. These are questions get, <clears throat> I think you need to. I don't know what his age is. I have, I have to pull up his stuff right now, which is bad. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, I think it will. I think if you're in the army, you have to leave, or if you're at one of the academies, you have to leave before your junior year. That you can wow. transfer before your junior year. If not, then you're mm. you're kind of locked in there. Mm. Join Billy's army. <laughs> Sean, Sean Simmons. Again, this 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 chat doesn't go. Uh, we don't fact check. This is all real time. Uh, you have to honor your commitment at the service schools. Q Slater said you also have to honor that contract. So, I mean, there's guys that have left the service academies after their freshman and sophomore years. So, like sounds I, like the service academy need to run the NCAA. Man, like sounds like they got a good blueprint out there. But like what? That's one thing. What is a commitment? This is a figment of your imagination. Okay, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Recruiting starts the the week of signing day, brother. That's when negotiating and all the bags start getting slung around. Um, I do like the the offensive lineman pickup. I think we're doing okay in the portal right now, considering. I know a lot of people want to jump at the first mid that enter it right away, and they see a lot of activity. I think Kentucky's doing very well. Our ops mm-hmm. is doing good. Kentucky's doing well. Missouri's doing well. So I think we do got to up our game Auburn. a little bit here. Auburn's doing I mean, well. I mean, Ole Miss, but yeah. Yeah, Ole Miss is definitely going crazy. Um, some of these gets are just, just like fluff gets and people that had high four or five stars in high school. Yeah. But um, I don't like – I don't dislike where we at with it right now. I think there's still some tampering going on. There's some names. Um, that I've heard that that's supposed to be entering the portal around the country that some people are anticipating mm-hmm. on. But right now, I'm not mad at the activity. We just need some uh, difference makers. Last year, we took a lot of fluff. Um, some guys that came that mm-hmm. really weren't contributors. And when you want to bring in a one-year guy, uh, you're not bringing in him just to be a deaf piece. You need like a one-year guy to make an impact. And I think we, we, we had some misses last year. We just got to be a little bit more accurate this year. Uh, this is a, a yeah, money no, year I for like, Billy. I like the- yeah, I, I Army Sniper said it. Um, you know, I, I think that it, it holds true. The, the Gators still probably need a few people to transfer uh, either still now or in the spring. Uh, but I think that the Gators are probably going to have to go after probably eight or nine more players that are either second in line or, or first in line or at least fighting for for significantly playing time uh in order for the gators to uh to get better next season obviously with the schedule that we went over it's very very tough very very challenging uh schedule ahead so definitely need those folks um 
you know, my buddy Ross is, is listening. Um, cause he was upset that hoop shiz isn't mm-hmm. joining us today. Um, but uh, we were talking in a, in a group chat the other day and about a lot of other schools and getting that, that people seem to think are just dominating the portal right now because they heard their names, right? Because maybe at one point they were a four star, maybe one point they were at a five star. Doesn't mean that they're ever going to play at that four star or five star level, uh, in college football. I mean, there's a reason why they're, they're juniors and seniors and, we still tag them as former five-star. And then you look at their stats and you're like 11 tackles, right? So I would yeah. look at the quality of the player, what they've been able to do, and then kind of hope and pray that it translates over uh, to uh, to SEC football at the University of Florida. Uh, let's get back into the uh, the signing class. We've got a lot to talk about today still. So uh, Brian Taylor was the JUCO transfer uh, from Houston, Texas at, at Blinn College. Uh, there, I think that he's an impactful player year one on the edge position. Florida beat out Georgia for him. I think that you're going to see a lot of Brian Taylor playing uh, next year uh, on this team. On signing day, Nick, you mentioned the Gators did grab uh, six foot three safety, uh, four star Greg Smith out of the Riverview Sun City area, uh, Sun City Center area, pardon me, right outside of Tampa from Sumner High School. Uh, I think he's an impactful player. I think that he's going to be a, a good safety at the University of Florida uh, in a couple of years. I think that he, he still needs some development, but I think that that's a, a great get and it fills a hole. And obviously you want to grab Xavier Phil same, but being able to grab Greg Smith uh, on signing day was um, it was was a good get. And I think that Florida would have taken both. Right. So it's not like this is just a backup mm-hmm. plan for uh, for X leaving. Uh, but I do think Greg Smith is going to you know have a, a good career at the University of Florida. Yeah, I think. Xavier Filsimi was probably gone the weekend he went to Red River and was trying to make that a sneaky trip. Um, he committed silently to Sarkeesian when they went in home, um, which was, oh, I think, a week before Billy and, and that staff went in. So the, the writing was on the wall, and, and I think we did the best we could to let fans know uh, Texas wanted to wait and have the a couple of the players they flipped. They flipped another um, linebacker from Jasper, Texas, who was committed to AM and he waited. Texas wanted to, guys to wait closer to signing day to kind of steal the day, have that big splash. Um, Phil Smith does that, I think, the night before. The kid from Jasper uh, does it on signing day. Um, but by the time Florida – by the time signing day came around or by the time Xavier Phil Smith flipped – when Florida was in McKinney, they knew um, that Xavier Filson was already outside out, out of the class. So, mm. but as you said, Dan, they would have taken Gregory Smith and Xavier Filson. Um, just from people I've talked to, Filson is probably top one percent in terms of athlete in the country. Um, but I've been told like Florida fans would have been pissed off because it, it will probably take him two to three years to get ready to play safety at a big power five level. Like he's just running around out there on athleticism and needs to continue uh, to develop as an actual football player. Um, but like the class would have been better with him in it. Uh, and I think fans would have been upset when he wasn't starting, you know, in 2025. But then once you go and start at Texas, like year one, and be like, mm. he'll be, he'll be back. He's high candidate to be back in the portal. Wow. Nick already telegraphing it just two days after signing day. Everybody uh, also, is, for, 
yeah. forgot to mention uh, Tricas Bridges, uh, the transfer from the University of Oregon when we were talking about uh, about transfers uh, as well. Did you guys see what he did to uh, to his grandpa? Brother, I don't know how old his grandpa is, but can't be messing with old that. people's hearts like that. Can't be messing with old people's hearts I like, like that. I, I like Grandpa's energy, man. He was like, hey, man, if I got to cheer for you out there, Washington, then I'm going to do what I got to do, man. But, you know, Florida guy, you know, he's a looks like an old school Gator fan. You know, yeah, I, 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 that was good positive energy. It was so much negative energy, man. I love that that energy, man. That's me as a granddad one day, bro. Um, gotta love it, bro. Uh, good, good, positive. Yeah. We'll see how I try. How do you say his name? Did you get the pronunciation for his name before I butcher it, Nick? Tri yeah, I want to hear. I want to. I want to hear you. Triquez. I'm pretty good at the, the traditional yeah, black names. Triquez. It looks like it. Yeah. Triquez. Triquez is traditional. It's the first time I've ever seen it. Yeah. yeah. For a black it's name. A cool name. For a it's cool name. name. Jaquez, cool Triquez, uh, Anquez. You know, we get Anquez. creative with it. We just make a name out of clear blue sky. Uh, he said, "Don't call him <laughs> if you're going to shorten it. Don't call him Trick." Yeah, call him Quez, so or Trike. Yeah, uh, you also call him Hawk, right? He's got to earn that. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> what he said. I'm Just not calling him Hawk. Said. I don't think his mama called him Hawk. So <laughs> I'm not calling call him Hawk. Hawk. No, until I'm not calling Hawk until he Hawk a pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to track something down for me, man. I do. I do like what I've seen from him. Uh, Oregon had him at cornerback. He could play. I think we're projecting him at at the star. Or a safety position, so I like his athleticism. Uh, definitely willing, willing tackle tackler, I would say, and that's one of the things we struggle with is actually getting people to the ground. Uh, mm -hmm. Physicality, he brings that yeah. to the table. Uh, so get Norman like on the roster. Yeah, that, he should. He might start. Norman on the roster. Um, I think I think Bridges plays. Um, yeah, right there where Army Sniper says I think he yeah. fills in that nickel and or safety. Um, a little position versatility there, but I think you're fine on the outside. You're going to be very young on the outside. Uh, actually, I think Jay, uh, Jason Marshall and Jalen Kimber come back. Um, I, I, I guess Kimber could transfer again. I, I just don't know what the NFL stock is for either of those guys. Um, it's Chris Orley. Orley. He is the Grinch. He has been the Grinch. Um, he has been the Grinch. Makes sense. Yeah, I don't know what the. Um, I missed the show, <laughs> Chris. Um, I don't know what um, what their NFL stock is. Um, Jason Marshall could transfer. You know, um, I don't know. <laughs> you don't want to say it on the show, but you know, I don't know. You know, stock could be great. Stock goes up and down. Um, <laughs> and like uh, stock. Mm, yeah. How's your how's your life while it's stocked, Dan? It's I, I you know, it's fine. You know, it still exists. You need to pull your money um, out, man. And Miami went crazy in the recruiting trail because of you, bro. I, I have pu I've pulled out uh, nearly every last penny uh, that exists in my life while it's stock. It's not something that was worth my energy anymore. I know a lot of Miami fans are watching here saying, what happened to Ruiz? Look at the recruiting class. You know, they flipped everything from life wallet over to the collective that they were against anyway. So, you know, what do you want me to do? Right. So 
It's fun. Moved on. We're making money in Novo Nordisk. Shout out to them, Ozempic stock. So uh, let's get back into uh, what matters here. Uh, Jaden Baugh, also a, um, a signing day uh, announcement. This one, again, also kind of telegraphed on this show. Uh, previously committed to Arkansas uh, from Ellenwood, Georgia, Columbia High School, six foot just a hair under 6'1", 225-pound running back, kind of that bruiser running back uh, that the Gators want. Obviously, Trevor Etienne entered the transfer portal. Still hasn't announced where he's going to go uh, just yet, but uh, the Gators desperately needed a, uh, a running back uh, either through the transfer portal or a second one in this class uh, to join Kanan Daniels from Mississippi. Um, Gators get one, and you know I think that they have a, a nice little backfield there of the – just under six foot Kanan Daniels, 191 pounds, kind of called a scat back, but that's probably not the word that we use. Uh, and then uh, throw Jaden Baugh in there too. And now you have Montreal Johnson, Cam Carroll, uh, Webb, Baugh, and Daniels in this uh, in this group. So that's a, that's a good five, in my opinion. What are your guys' thoughts? So we'll start with you. Now, I love the running back room. And like, like I said, I think both of those true freshmen, I want to see what how Cam Carroll bounces back from that injury. I heard it was pretty horrific. Um, so my expectations, I'm going I'm to I'm keep those in check with when it pertains to him. But everybody else, I think uh, Webb showed some good potential and promise this this year. But the two two young guys you bring in, I think, you know, both of those guys could play right away and, and get, could get some snaps right away. Um, Jaden Ball, like, he might could join the basketball team. He has a nice jumper, man. I seen some of his basketball film. Just uh, good athleticism, good bouncing is, you know, he's twitched up. So explosive guys at the running back. The running back evals have always been on point uh, since Billy's gotten here. I didn't like the ETN. Everybody's mad at ETN bounce, but I didn't like the ETN take when he first came. I thought he was going to be okay. He was a little pudgy, and then it turned out that, he, you know, difference make at the spot. So I like the running back evals. I think the room is in good shape. I don't think we need one in the portal or anything like that. I think we, we're fine. Yeah, I think that room is fine. Um uh, you have obviously Montrell talking to people inside the building. They think that he will get more carries next year, that he's that kind of running back that needs more carries, maybe to be as effective as he can be um, just in terms of like getting in the groove, getting into a rhythm. Um, I I'm told that. And then like, I also know what I've seen. I'm like, okay, well it doesn't seem like there is a bell cow. It seems like they like to split it 50, 50 or 40, 40, 20. Um, yeah. So that's that. That's a room I don't, I don't have any issues with. Um, is Cam Carroll going to be in the mix? I think you've got two really good freshmen. You get Trey and Webb back. There's plenty of plenty of guys in that in that running back room. Um, we've seen how injuries can deplete that room quickly. So I think uh, if you're Kane and Daniels and Jaden Ball, you you come in and you think, listen, I'm a sprained ankle, uh, tweaked hamstring away from getting. 15, 20 carries on any given Saturday. All right. We, uh, there's some Michael Tarquin questions as well. Anybody want to? Uh, I don't know. I don't know where he'll go. Um, yeah. He, congratulations to him. He just got married. So it's not, it's like a him and his wife decision now for his last year. Um, I saw people saying he wasn't good enough to play at Florida and that's why they left. I think he had a better NIL opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, went to USC, got the bag, lost the starting job, and, and is now looking for a place to finish his college career. He's got one more year to play, um, and wherever you can go and get on the field right away and play, do that. Um, 
and try to get as much good film as you can before trying to play in the NFL. I would like to get an offensive tackle with more edibility uh, than mm-hmm. Tarquin at this point. Um, I think with the, the the guy that we brought brought in, yeah, Brandon Crenshaw Dixon. He's he's a one year guy. Am I right? Yes. No, he's got. Doesn't he have two? I mean, he has two to play one. No, I, th- I think he has two years because of COVID. Let me see. I read I an article that said that he has two years. I thought I, ta- I thought when I talked to him, he said he had one year left. I maybe, think one. I read in an article. Yeah, I read in an article. I'm pretty sure on, on three that said he had one year eligibility. Um, from a quote that he possibly said, I don't know. I could could be wrong. But yeah, me uh, we we interviewed him. He's got one year left to play. Yeah. I would like to get Tarquin is another guy with one year. I would like to get maybe one of those Oklahoma. Oklahoma got a boatload of offensive linemen that hit the portal. Oh, uh, let's go poach like Tar- Tarquin got poached from us. Let's go poach somebody else and tamper with him and maybe pay an offensive lineman to come over. But I would like an offensive lineman with a couple years of eligibility. I swear I have my my, my ringer off. I don't know why I just went through like that. I uh, want to give a quick shout out to uh, to. Davin Monroe that just threw a super chat in there just for the holiday season. Really appreciate you, uh, Davin, and said happy holidays, gentlemen. Thanks for all of the hard work. Appreciate Thank you, you brother. Happy holidays. Uh, yeah, Michael, we did, we did offer him, um, and we are just waiting. He's been offered by Penn State, Houston, Kentucky, a few other schools. I know Chris Sorley is saying – uh, there might be some smoke about him going uh, to Kentucky. Uh, I know that there was a question about the UCLA uh, commit uh, as well. well. We'll get we'll get into all of that. I'm going to star some of this transfer portal stuff because we're getting a little bit off subject here. Um, going to go through the signing day class, Nick. I know we talked about doing this by position group, but. We're just going to do it in alphabetical order here. Uh, Tawaski Abrams, TJ uh, from Dunbar High School, five foot ten, hundred ninety pound wide receiver, four star. Uh, I already mentioned Jaden Ball, Micah Boyro uh, from Fairburn, Georgia, Creekside High School, six foot four, three hundred and ninety four pound defensive tackle. Uh, Aaron Childs mentioned him. I think it's worth watching. We're going to pull up some uh, some highlights of him while we talk a little bit about uh, about Aaron Childs here. Uh, again, the Max Preps Player of the Year for the state of Maryland. Really good get. Committed to the University of Florida uh, over um, over the summer, uh, and I think a lot of people might have forgotten about him uh, just about how good and how of elite of a player that he is wanted by all the schools in the country. Uh, Nick, you mentioned does have a connection back to, uh, to the university of Michigan. So a good get by the, uh, the Gators defensive staff, Jay Bateman at the time, uh, but a, a really solid player uh, that I think can, has the opportunity to, to, to play quite a bit next year. What are you guys thoughts? It'd be interesting. I think obviously you have Shamar, um, and then who's next to Shamar? Yeah. It's Scooby. Scooby's coming back. Um, is it Miles Graham? Is it Jaden Robinson? Uh, you've got, you know, uh, Deuce Spurlock that comes back as well. And I think Manny Nunnery has one more year. When we talked to him right before the Florida State game, he didn't seem super interested in coming back for another year. I just don't know that you'll get drafted if you're him or if you want to go live the, you know, try to make a roster as the 53rd guy um 
So it'll be interesting there. I think you have a bunch of inside linebackers when you when you throw in all those guys. And I like Miles Graham more, but that might just be because I'm I live here and I I see I've seen him more. Um, you, you have a guy who was the I think Gatorade Player of the Year um, in Aaron Childs in the state of Maryland. Um, so obviously the kid can play. The DMV produces some legends. Silk sitting behind uh, or in front of a picture of one of those DMV legends. Um, it, it'll be interesting. It, it, it's tough. It's tough for a freshman to come in and, and take a starting role. Um, no. But these guys will be on campus in in January. That's what I like about both of my linebackers. I do think one of those guys have, have the ability to, to jump what we have on the depth chart. Linebacker was atrocious, especially when Shamar went down. So I, I have a lot of faith in Aaron Childs. And uh, both have incredible bloodline, like elite pedigree. They're going to understand preparation and college football. They, they have more of a business approach, and they're getting here early. So I do think those guys are going to get a lot of reps, and it makes me feel better about the linebacker room because – um, they both were athletic guys, guys that get sideline to sideline. They're true linebackers. Um, outside of Shamar, that room looked horrific. So I have a lot of faith in both of those guys getting early, early PT. Absolutely. Yep. Max Preps Player of the Year for the state of Maryland. We mentioned Brandon Crenshaw Dixon from San Diego State University. Uh, Kanan Daniels. Uh, West Point, Mississippi, West Point High School, five foot, 11 and a half, 191 pounds. Nick, you mentioned ran for about 5,000 yards in his career. Uh, one of the best running backs in the state of Mississippi history uh, has been committed to the Gators for a long time. Uh, definitely a home run threat at the other uh, running back room. How do you think that this, uh, how do you think Kanan Daniels fits into the running back room? Um, do you think he gets a, a bit of burn next year or, or what do you guys what are you guys projecting for him? I mean, it, you'll see on this tape, they they put him everywhere. Wildcat quarterback, uh, slot receiver, running back. Like, they just tried to get the ball in his hands. Um, here he is from, from receiver uh, on a jet sweep. Um, interesting player in, in that aspect that, like, when we talk about, like, Trevor Etienne, hey, it's two years, you're still not very good at pass blocking. You're not going to see any pass blocking. On this on this uh, highlight tape here, this is just uh, the best player on a team being asked to be the best player on a field. Mm -hmm. um, but he can run really, really tough kid. Um, it, it's I think I like his ability, um, but also you're going to have to get ahead of Trayon Webb, and you're not going to get ahead of Montreal Johnson. Um, so mm -hmm. we're looking at these guys, the freshmen that we're talking about competing for that third string role and, and what else can you do on offense that can maybe get you on the field? Because if you're, if you can only carry the football, there's two guys who are older than you, just as good as you. Um, and you're going to have to wait your time. So for me, it'll be, can you return punts, return kicks? Can you get on, in on special teams? Uh, and then if there are injuries, how ready are you? Mm -hmm. it's, it's this entire class I know Amir Jackson it says that he's an early enrollee on here but I think he's going to stay and play basketball it's mo it's the whole Billy said 19 will be in J so 19 of 22 um, but that includes the the uh, portal guys I remember when when early enrolling first came out and I'm me. dating myself Weird. here right this is like 2004 2005 um 
you had maybe two, maybe three guys. I think that uh, that year that Cam Newton and uh, our yeah Cam Newton, Joe Hayden, the rest of those guys came in. I think that there was like five of them. Um, Ahmad Black was one of them. Ahmad, yeah, um, yeah. But there was only like four or five. Now, I mean, you put back yourself then. In Lakeland three, High School was doing it. sketchy stuff with transcripts. Yeah, <laughs> Get out allegedly, of here. Um, allegedly, Nick. Well, allegedly. as the St. Thomas Aquinas Raider, they were doing everything bad. You're ridiculous. All right, so uh, we we um, left off. Kenya Josiah Davis, the safety, three star, <laughs> six foot and a half, hundred eighty two pounds, out of Nashville, Georgia. Uh, joins uh, the class. Uh, Chimray DK, we mentioned him, six foot one, 185 pound wide receiver from the University of Wisconsin. 2022 third team, all Big Ten from the media. Um, did not have a, a huge 2023, uh, but is reunited with the quarterback that put him on that third team offense. Uh, Teddy Foster from Sarasota High School, cornerback, six foot and a half, 170 pounds. Cardinal Mooney High School. Listen, I think that this kid is a year or two away from a development perspective. A former quarterback has only been playing uh, high school football for two years. Um, had a had a pretty good year as a guy that's going to continue to develop, played both sides of the ball. Um, I, I think that he's a guy that you might forget about, but in a couple years uh, is going to be battling for one of those spots. I'm very, very high on Teddy Foster I could be wrong here, uh, but um, you got a lot of people down in the Sarasota area that are very, very high on Teddy Foster. Corey Raymond was very high on him early, a uh, guy that's going to continue to develop as he gets more and more playing time, more and more experience, continues to learn the game of football. But uh, only a couple years of football under his belt, and um, I, I think that he's going to be an impactful player for the Gators. Yeah. Uh, I haven't checked out his senior film, but a guy did like his athleticism over the summer when we took him. I don't have to go back and watch him. I want to check out him and Josiah Davis. Uh, guys I thought would, would climb the ranking a little bit. I don't hinge all my my uh, opinions on rankings, but I thought they would climb the, the rankings with some of the, the stuff that they could do during the fall. Uh, a lot of that didn't happen, so uh, we'll see how it all plays out. He's another guy that gets mm -hmm. on campus early, and there's a lot of opportunity in the, in the DB room, but he's more of a developmental guy, um, and that's what I, mm -hmm. I think about our entire – we got a chance to get Zay Minson here. Um, and we'll know where he signed, but he signed last night. But most of the the work in our DB room, um, you know, now that Corey Raymond's gone, it's, it's a lot of uh, developmental guys. Yep. Uh, Miles Graham, uh, we are going to talk a little bit more about his dad, Ernest, here after we uh, finish up recruiting. Uh, six foot, almost six one, two hundred and fifteen pounds from Gainesville, Florida. A lot to a lot to say, Miles Graham. Uh, you mentioned Nick was the first commit to uh, to sign. Uh, I think ranked a five star on Rivals. I think one of them has him ranked as a five star, uh, four star on most of the others. But one of the best running back, or, pardon me, one of the best linebackers in the country, going to be a very impactful player for the Florida Gators. Definitely a year one back, player. Yeah. Uh, but the running back film, uh, I think this is a mixed film here. I like it. Little Derrick Henry vibes going on, man. Big, that's a big back toting that thing down the field like that, man. Uh, At least when we offered him kid. to play linebacker, unlike Derrick Henry, he committed to play linebacker. You know. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to keep Miles off the field. Miles, Miles is gonna play early, in my opinion. It's gonna be hard. Him and Aaron Childs. I'm uh, excited to see like how he feels out because like Miles is still slender, 
uh frame is there but once he once he get into that weight room and we, we got to talk about strength and conditioning a little bit here as well but i think once he gets into a college program you're going to see him turn into a, a real live monster um bama was coming in strong even though he's a gator guy bama was coming mm -hmm. in very aggressive trying to get him to flip uh towards the end there but he stayed firm the entire time so shout out to you know that gator blood uh, next in the class, Jeray Hawkins, wide receiver out of originally out of West Virginia, played at IMG Academy. My God. Uh, just a hair. Hey, I want to know real quick. I want to know how did yeah. five nine, five eight and a half, one sixty. How do you get the nickname Tank? Man, I, I don't know how he get the nickname Tank, but that speed is crazy. My son followed him on a lot of social media and watches his, Ooh, his stuff, and you know pulls up his huddle all the time. Super explosive, you know. I love that speed, bro. And this is just just top notch speed. You can catch that thing as you see him, man. He's going like 99 yards yeah. or some of this stuff, bro. I believe Billy Napier said that he is immediately the fastest person on campus, which I'm sure will get tested early. Uh, but Aiden uh, Mizell, Aiden Mizell probably has something to say. Uh, a couple other players, we got an NIL, we got an NIL that, that foot race, right? Put it on pay per view. Buy a ticket to come see it. Let me start putting my ideas out here in the, in the free world. <laughs> we do a little stadium and gale 40-yard dash. You know what I mean? And I've always said the Olympics would be awesome if you threw a normal person in, like, like lane nine of the track. You know For what reference. I mean? As reference. I'll do it. Not. I'll volunteer to run the four. I love that. Love You're that. Locked in. Locked in in for the normal man racing tank. You know what I mean? You gotta tell us about your 40, bro. Like, we gotta get somebody normal. Your shit is gonna be like yeah, a yeah, yeah. There's 40. A five in front of it, but now I I I'm we'll, we can get Redell back on the show. I may look like I can't move, but I, I'm boot scooting boogie out there. All right. Tennessee um, week, I was trying to talk down on Dan, and, and Riedel said, no, man, he's he's got the yeah. – he gets in the ladder. He gets in the ladder and feet are in and out of that thing. Yeah, I man, thought he was I'm, being I'm, nice. I've seen the dance moves, but I'm not buying the ladder, ladder work. I got to see it. The dancing's all the feet and the hips. Ladder, feet and hips, moving them. Yeah, we we got to get that, we, we that foot race going. Uh, Fred Dance, Taylor, sneaky really. fast. Yeah, we ran into Fred Taylor and Riedel Anthony at uh, Cantina Nejo. Shout out Zika. I uh, got to chat with him for a while. Uh, I think Nick left that with a great impression, right? I didn't have to pay you, Riedel, yeah. to tell me. Uh, Nick, Nick threw some immediate shade to Riedel. And Riedel was like, no, 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 Dan, Dan, Dan's mm -hmm. not bad. Not bad. Uh, Amir Jackson. shade at Dan, and Riedel was his biggest fan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Amir Jackson, six foot just under six foot five, 220 pound tight end out of Statesboro, George out of Portal High School. So Billy is attacking the portal. Killing um, the portal. Killing the portal. Portal High School. DJ Lagway. Um, we mentioned him earlier. Obviously, the prize of this get PJ DJ uh, from Willis, Texas. Willis High School, six foot three, 238 pounds, five star plus on, on three, five star by everybody. Um, one star. of the best. One of the best uh, quarterbacks in the country, I believe Elite 11 named him as the best quarterback uh, in the country uh, this year. Max Preps made him their high school player of the year, set all sorts of records in Texas. Uh, DJ Lagway, a huge get for the University of Florida. He's been committed so long. I know a lot of fans don't take it for granted, but the kid is absolutely 
electric with the ball in his hands, uh, can move on the ground, can move the ball through the air, uh, but just an absolutely incredible get uh, for Billy Napier and his staff. Any thoughts on PJ DJ? We finally got a, a elite quarterback. I know Billy's been flirting with him, and uh, we had Rashad that didn't make it to campus. And but this is the first elite arm that he's going to get to to work with. If, if we'll see how this falls work out, and he still got to you know keep his job. But you know, the first go at it. I think that offense is is. We'll see if we get a play call as well. I don't think the offense is terrible, but I think. A guy like DJ just elevates the players around him. Like the players on his Texas high school team, he elevated their play. And I expect him to do a lot of that, man. Leadership qualities is there. Uh, we said the T-Bow. You could go other programs, the Jameis vibes as far as leadership and, you know, that energy he brings to a team. Um, you got a championship quality quarterback, bro. And I think like even what we did, what we didn't get in recruiting, we can make up for it in the portal. But these arms like this, this talent, put elite athletes around him and i think the ceiling is there is no ceiling i don't care what the plays are being called when you got a guy like that at the ham like good things happen so i'm excited about dj man he's the, that's he's the franchise for sure and, and the checks are representing that and reflecting that for sure good for him when was the last time the gator signed a five-star quarterback uh, was Felipe still one or, or no? No, he's four star. Driscoll, Driscoll must have been a five star. Five star, I think, on some, I think, but he was a four on others. Yeah, he wasn't a consensus um, five star. I, I don't know when the last time the Gators signed a consensus five star since Tim Tebow, right? Obviously, Cam Newton was highly rated, John Brantley was highly rated. There, Brandon Carroll said, or Brandon Connell, part. Me said, uh, John Brantley was a consensus five star. I don't remember. Have to look Jeff Driscoll was a five star on two four seven, four star on Rivals and ESPN. ESPN had him ranked as the tenth best player in the country, but a four star. Um, John Brantley. Rivals had him ranked as the number three quarterback. So maybe John well, Brantley, Brantley regardless. Up. Regardless, John Brantley was a four star on ESPN and a four star on Rivals. Well, he was, yeah, so, so Tebow probably, yeah. So, and 247 wasn't even a thing yet. Well, yeah, Shannon still hadn't sold his first one, and now he's on his third iteration of it. So, we'll go with uh, we'll, we'll go with with Tebow. Um, Marcus Mass called the six uh, just on a hair under six foot five, 285 pound offensive lineman out of Snellville, Georgia, South Gwinnett High School, um, is joining the program. LJ McCray, uh, also the other five star, six foot six, 267 pound edge out of Daytona, Florida, Mainland High School. Uh, Florida's still recruiting his teammate, Zay Mincy. Um, it's our understanding Zay Mincy has already sent in his letter of intent to wherever he's going to go uh, and is going to announce at uh, the, the All-Star game on January 6th, I believe, is the date. Yes. But LJ McCray, huge impactful player, obviously a little bit of drama on National Signing Day for him to say, hey, don't know why there was any drama, but LJ McCray, huge get for the Gators. What's behind the scenes? What was going on with LJ McCray, uh, Nick? Um, I think behind the scenes is uh, 
other schools coming in, figuring out what a number was, offering a number, and and business decisions being made. Florida never felt like I said earlier. Florida never, despite what was happening on the outside. Florida never felt bad about DJ Lagway because they had his paperwork in at 8.30 in the morning. Um, Florida did not have LJ's paperwork in until Billy Napier was walking in the room. So that was a true all-day battle going back and forth with LJ McCray. Even though I felt good, Florida felt good going into the day. Obviously, once uh, other schools start talking to you on signing day, give you something to think about. Um, and that's just kind of is what it is, but Florida's able to hold on. I think that was a huge one. Um, Florida would have dropped outside of the top 20, uh, without LJ McCray and, um, tough. <laughs> that would have been tough. Yeah. So holding on to him is huge. Gators grab Noah Portenjean from Germany, yes. the number one player in the country. Of Germany, a country, five pound offensive lineman from PPI recruits. I think it's kind of semi-pro football over yes. there. Yeah, they play uh, semi-pro over there. Number two player, I believe, in all of Europe. Uh, but the Gators grab him, a big player. Um, obviously, you know, you, you want to see that transition over, uh, but definitely a huge body to add to that room. Joey Slackman, we mentioned him, the transfer from the University of Pennsylvania. Greg Smith, we covered the six foot three and a quarter, 191 pound safety. Brian Taylor, we also talked about uh, the edge rusher, six foot four and a half, 281 pounds from Blinn College, originally from Houston, Texas. Fletcher Westfall, uh, Nick talked about him a bit earlier from. Tuscarora High School in Leesburg, Virginia, six foot eight, three hundred and thirty-four pounds. And then rounding out this class is from Charles Herbert Flowers High School in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, six foot six, three hundred and eight pound Mike Williams. So Very still nice. a couple names. Still a couple names that are left in uh, recruiting for the Florida Gators, A. Mincy being one of them. You might see a couple of other names pop up, but that's where the Gators sit right now. Again, number 16 overall class on on three, number nine overall by class average. Let's get into some coaching. Let's give a quick shout out to our and friends. Real quick, I think I would, feel, I would feel confident about Zay Mincy. Hmm. Wink, wink. Find hmm. out January 6th. Find out January 6th, but Nick feels calm. And Nick's not always a beacon of positivity. He can't wait I, to be negative. So this is. I'm shooting up my, my RPM, my crystal ball. Uh, I'm I'm shooting like 88% right now. My throwing in. Is that good or? He's putting in like. Uh, I put in seven. I'm six of seven. Cormani's my lone uh, blemish on my record. Damn. Doing seven is not even. Trying. I did, I did hit, I did hit. Uh, uh, I did hit Shiloh Sanders though. Uh, so people were trying to give me take away credit, and I said, "Listen, I should have hit Shiloh and Shador, just to give you the one-two flipping yeah, from JSU to to Colorado." So I missed out. I should be eight. I should be seven for eight, but I'm, I'm six for seven. So you just don't want to participate in the job or something? Like, what's going on? You only do no, that's not my job. It's <laughs> not my job. <laughs> RPM. You do it. Like, right, I, do I don't even. I guess I'll do one today. Like, why not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone, everyone, listen. I, I don't cover recruiting when I get when I get my uh, my recruiting news. I drop I drop nuggets when I can. 
Just gave you a whole insight on gave you a whole insight on Xavier Phil Smith today. Yep, Nick's uh, Kevin <laughs> Gilly said that he's going to wait for hoopshiz confirmation uh, before he believes Nick. Yeah, we are uh, not a hundred percent. I feel field. you, Kev. <laughs> All I right, need somebody uh, to go through and 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 give me sh- hoopshiz's shooting percentage. Uh, hoop to the people, I, I to the people that don't get the humor of ho- ho- hoopshiz, like people who in my DMs, yeah. like, "Hey, this guy's a fraud." I'm like, "Bro, like <laughs> you're taking it <laughs> way too serious, man." Yeah. yeah. Uh, he um he dm the pod he had another account he dm the pod and let us know hey will harris would be hired uh after it had already been posted that will harris <laughs> was being targeted which means that he's gonna be highlighted and then he shot that over with the ed ogeron is getting hired and he said credit hoop shiz when both of these come to fruition responded back okay and then he hit the old podcast account <laughs> with a block button so nuts Absolutely he heard, not. He heard oh. y'all hating on him, man. Nobody's hating. Nick this was, hating was him, this before anybody knew who Hoopshiz was. Right. I we reached out, tried to get him on the program today. Uh, must we'll make, been it, a we'll make it happen one day. Yeah, yeah. Hoopshiz says you um, got a business to actually run, man. Like you can't just be with all this recruiting shenanigans on a Friday morning. Uh, yeah, running a, a big hoop business, I guess. How did he go from yeah. Hoopshiz to like inside a UF guy? I don't know. Hoopshiz to somebody said shit. it was Jay Bateman. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if Jay Bateman knows. This explain anyway. why he didn't leak the Jay Bateman uh high, right? Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. Let's let's get into that. Um, quick shout out to our friends alumni uh uh Homefield Apparel. Go visit Homefield Apparel, use promo code Stadium and Gale at checkout, get you 15% off your orders, but a hundred different schools. So anybody in your family, friends, uh your circle that you might buy gifts for go check them out vintage wear vintage clothing uh from all types of programs all types of schools from big schools to small schools and anything in between uh also indianapolis colts gear so go check them out homefieldapparel.com promo code stadium and gale we appreciate their sponsorship they've been a longtime sponsor of this program because you guys keep using that promo code all right, gentlemen, so we already talked about Gerald uh, Chapman getting hired as the defensive line coach live on this program about an hour and a half ago, about an hour ago. Um, the Gators did lose linebackers coach Jay Bateman yesterday uh, to become the defensive coordinator at Texas A&M. He joins Mike Elka. They worked together at the University of Richmond eons ago. Um, obviously, Sean Spencer, the Gators' former defensive line coach, uh, is over there at Texas A&M now. Um, but the announcement made a lot of noise, um, because there may have not been an announcement. So, uh, it's our understanding that there was an offer yesterday morning and there was a leak to the media about the hire being made. Nick, can you give us any additional, uh, insight into what happened yesterday with Jay Bateman? And then we'll talk a little bit about Ernest Graham. Yeah, I I think, um, I, I don't know. So, like, back in the day, before the transfer portal, this stuff was slimy and common. Um, you would hold on to your coaching staff um, uh, and fire three guys the day after signing day. Uh, now players have a little more flexibility, so I don't think it's that those that same slimy uh, practice that was going on. I think if Texas A&M had – decided they were going to get Jay Bateman and it probably makes sense for them to have him as their defensive coordinator announced for signing day as they continue to try to sign guys. So I don't think there's any uh, malintent here. Um, 
timing of it sucks. Um, and you've got yeah. to, as a coach, like Xavier Filsimi didn't like that he did not know Corey Raymond was getting fired. Uh, and I would tell you, any 17-year-old kid, you're not on – you're not high on that list of people who are going to be notified when a coach is fired. Um, and it's just like the, the way that our society is now, everyone is their own main character, but it's like, you're not going to find out. Like I remember a player on Florida's football team asking me if Dan Mullen was fired and me telling them. So like, yeah, the players and the recruits are not high on that list. I think you can be angry about it hundred percent. I just don't know that, you know, Billy Napier's first call after he gets, you know, told that a coach is leaving is okay. Well, who are the 40 players I need to call right now? Um, it is a terrible look for Florida to lose their linebacker, uh, their linebacker coach, and then to have the son of a Gator legend put you on blast for the way that you've handled it. Um, so in the same breath as I'm saying, like, I don't think Miles Graham's the first thing Billy thought of when he when Jay Bateman comes and says, "Hey, I got a I got a promotion. I'm going to be the defensive coordinator at an SC school, so I'll be back in the swamp in November to play against you." Um, but a hundred percent, I saw people going after Ernest Graham yesterday. Like, this is bad for the program. That's his son. He didn't give a crap about Florida. We're talking about his son. He's standing up for his son for what he thinks is bad communication. I haven't spoken with Ernest Graham, but I 100% understand him putting his son over the school that he played football at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is, I agree with everything that Nick said. Uh, this is why these players need to, like, that's, this is why they do all the bargaining and negotiating that fans get mad at. And, oh, why are they committing and to the logo? And, and, you know, why aren't they loyal and faithful and all of this because this is the business these coaches can leave whenever they want and then you're, you're left high and dry as a recruit to what you know um they they signed up for a certain situation and then they're, they're left into a different situation and we, this happened with our wide receiver room as well um you know we, we signed a, a crazy elite wide receiver class with Kerry Colbert and then he was out to the NFL all those guys mm -hmm. I know for sure behind the scene were like, yo, what is going on? Like, I didn't sign up to play for Billy G. Billy G's a great guy. Cool. He's a gator. You know, we, we love him and all that, but it's not what those players signed up for. So I get the business side of all of this because it's more business than it is a game for those guys. It's a game for us fans, but to those players, this is this is business. Um, and in Aaron's Graham's tweet, he said that he he taught his kid the business side of this and what all of it could be. Um and does Ernest probably have a little bit more entitlement than the average Gator parent does? He probably does. Like, he's Ernest Graham. He's an all-time great here. So he probably has a little sense of entitlement than the average uh, player parent would have. And I get that. But like like Nick said, this is, this is how it goes down in this game. They're not going to inform the locker room. And I don't know when Billy learned about the, the firing, right. the hiring. or I'm sorry, not firing, but the accepting of another job, uh, Jay Bateman. It kind of got leaked out by some Texas and the media. Mm -hmm. So before before we start holding the coaches accountable for uh, coaching, you know, moves and and, and accountability, like we, you got to know more information to what's going mm -hmm. on. I, I don't think those guys knew. Um, so just get yeah. more information before you jump the takes. Uh, is, yeah, is my no. whole thing from this whole situation. 
Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. I understand. I understand both sides. Um, you know, the timing of it, the the announcements of how this could potentially get leaked out all can happen very quickly and they can all happen so suddenly that there might be another priority than calling the linebacker commitments right away, right? The, the agreement could be made verbally. The announcement could get sent out to a reporter all in the course of five or 10 minutes that I, I just, I don't want to believe that there's just that much, um, lack of understanding of, of reaching out to these players, but these things happen really quickly. This isn't the way that you change jobs and everything else, right? Like for the most part, nobody cares when you change jobs, right? But when a coach changes jobs, there's a lot of different things that you have to, to do in order to move that along. And I don't think that the Billy Napier, Austin Armstrong, group would not have reached out to miles Graham, but if somebody accepts an offer, somebody fires a, a text over to a reporter that gets announced over the course of three minutes, Jay Bateman might not have even told Billy Napier at that point, right? Or the conversation might've still been happening. And then it immediately gets out there. It gets aggregated by everybody over the course of 15 or 20 minutes. If everything that we know is true about the situation is he was offered the job yesterday morning the tweet went out right after, and then Ernest Graham made the announcement minutes after that, right? So I, I I understand and sympathize, you know, with Ernest Graham, with Miles Graham. I also understand that sometimes you just can't move at the drop of a hat on every single thing, and you can't make everybody happy. You try to mend the relationship. You, you try to move on from this relationship, are you trying to move forward with this relationship? Um, but the way that the, that we get instant news and instant reaction and instant commentary is, is very hard in the court of public perception. And right now the public perception is that Billy Napier and his staff didn't tell Ernest Graham, didn't tell Miles Graham, Aaron Childs, the rest of the group. But in reality, sometimes things just move so quickly that it can be very hard to be ahead of how quickly the news is, right? If Nick gets a text message from Billy Napier, right? Hey, we're hiring a new coach. That coach is on staff somewhere else. Nick is going to run with that story right away. It's not Nick's responsibility to say, oh, hey, did this coach tell their staff? Did the other staff get the chance to talk to their recruits and everything else? You're going to fire off that tweet right away, right? And, and that's what happens. So I do want to offer like some additional like perspective around the situation, but it sucks. Like right now, I mean, Florida got whooped up on the recruiting trail on national signing day. They've had three losing seasons in a row and now they've pissed off my our Ernest Graham. Right. So. I mean, we don't know who like Ernest is pissed off at either. Right. He could be pissed off right. at Jay Bateman. There's a lot of information. We don't know all of his thoughts. Uh, he didn't say he was pissed off at Billy Napier. He's just talking about the right. experience, but I think Jay Bateman is, and I don't know when, you know, he wanted that to be public, uh, but he is clearly our ops. He's going to SEC teams, going over there with, with Spencer. So, you know, I don't think he's going to be exactly careful when leaving, but I think out of, like, professionalism, you should call your 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 your, your room, your recruits that you were just the day before hyping up, retweeting, and saying that you're excited about uh, coaching. I think you should, you know, contact those people. And I think that's more so, and this is just me guessing, of what Ernest Graham was feeling like, yo, we was just, 
you know, chatting it up with these people. The vibes was great yesterday, and now you're gone, and we don't even get a call. So I get it. Um, all right. There's one more piece that I wanted to mention, but it doesn't matter right now. We'll come back to it. Want to give a quick shout out to our friend Truth Seeker. It was he, he broke the news that Phil Sam was going to make the commit or make the flip last Monday, right? We called it on the show. Um, but uh, shout out to Truth Seeker. Yeah, I uh, love you. the show, guys. Not a big holiday guy, but I enjoy. I hope y'all enjoy your family. Go get her. Truth Seeker. Appreciate you. Appreciate brother. you. You got to let us know where the picture's from, man. Um, we keep talking about it, but. All right. Um, other coaching uh, changes, moves. Uh, the Gators are making a move uh, with Mark Hawk. Hockey. No longer leading hockey. That's what I said, man. And people keep crying. They're like, no, it's Hawk. I'm, like, I'm pretty sure it's hockey. So Mark Hockey uh, is going to move away from leading the strength and conditioning program. It's our understanding, Nick, but maybe I can provide some more clarity. He's going to go up to the box and, and maybe start to get some experience and some uh, – Maybe analyst work or some some additional football coaching work. Can you give us some some clarity there? Yeah, still working on like true clarity, but Billy Napier did make it seem as if he was going to be wanted to work into a coaching role. Um, they extended him after last year, so you've got him under contract for a whole another year. Um, makes high six figures, so. If you want to fire him, you can. You're still going to pay him. Uh, this just seems like you're going to try to do something else, and maybe he gets another job. There is no, you know, if he goes and gets another job, then that's it. But you're not going to pay somebody $750,000 to, like, scoop mashed potatoes um, and, and, like, feed the guys. Um, so... It, uh, it's interesting. I think it was just a, a lot of players, a lot of the feedback that Billy Napier got during exit interviews was not positive uh, about what the players perceived as we're going up against guys who are bigger and stronger than us. Our body fat percentages are up or our strength numbers are down. We're not getting gains. Um, and, and I think you got enough people to say that, that you fired uh, the nutritionist. Uh, and you demoted, reassigned, moved uh, the head strength coach. Uh, I this, mean, uh, gotta gotta criticize like just a hire, like that's just an important hire, right? You you um, had so this is how important the hire is. You can only be around your team as a head coach like four months out of the year. The strength coach and the reason why strength coaches don't get fired is like that's your head coach. You you are giving your program to them for huge stretches of the off season. Like if urban Meyer came back and coached at UNLV, Mickey Marathi would leave Ohio state and go coach with urban and go be urban strength coach at UNLV. Like that's the kind of relationship you have with your strength coach, which is why I thought Billy wouldn't make a move. Um, you had a great strength coach in Nick Savage in the building um, who you offered a demotion to, to stay on the staff. He ends up goes, leaves, goes to Ole Miss and, and is their strength coach. Sorry to cut you off, so I just want to get that in. No, no, you're good. Um, yeah, just in, uh, uh, I, like we talk about all the hires that he made, but like you said, this is a very important hire from a lot of standpoints and making a mistake there uh, mm -hmm. and then having to correct it in a crucial year. Like you're going into year three, 
Uh, so you're asking this guy to come in and get like, you know, you got one off season of your new guy, whoever that may be. But that was a huge, you know, mishire. Like, we got to talk about that just from that standpoint. Um, that guy runs your offseason from a morale standpoint, team chemistry standpoint. He's in charge of the entire offseason. He's the head coach of the offseason. Um, for you to be replacing him after two years, that's two years of bad conditioning, strength training, conditioning, mm-hmm. nutrition. That's that's a that's a huge mistake. Yeah, no, 100 percent. You know, and a lot of these changes are not necessarily permanent changes either. Right. Maybe this is an encouragement uh, to other programs to say, hey, he's available in strength and conditioning. Um, but one of the, the top five paid offensive or uh, strength and condition coaches in the country, Florida did not look that way um, this season. Last season uh, didn't see the improvements. You know, we, we got excited. Uh, there was there was some trepidation, I think, by a lot of people on Mark Hockey. Uh, just because of some of his experiences at Georgia and a few other programs, uh, comes over with Billy Napier from Louisiana. You you build a whole staff around him, and there was a lot of hype and excitement. I think we're just getting hyped and excited because they're all new names, and you look at pedigrees and resumes, and you find that one player that you know was the standout you know NFL guy, and you get excited. But strength and conditioning at the University of Florida has been not great for a while. Um, you know, there's a lot of reminiscing about Nick Savage. Florida didn't necessarily look great. There was a lot of complaints about what's our strength and conditioning program doing when Nick Savage was here, uh, when Mike Kent was here before that, right? There's a, there's a lot of that, uh, but Florida desperately needs some help in the strength and conditioning department. Uh, Florida just wasn't developing the bodies, you know, correctly uh, of their players are getting pushed around in the SEC, in the SEC. Uh, a lot of injuries this year, you know, some of that you can control, a lot of it you can't, but, uh, you know, this is, you know, the opportunity for Florida to, to try to make an upgrade and, you know, you're, you're seeing some Hail Marys here, right. By the university of Florida to try to make this work out, uh, make a change in strength and conditioning. Uh, you make some changes on the defensive side of the ball. I still think that there's going to be additional staffing changes, uh, ahead. I don't think that we're done on the, the coaching conversation. Conversation, but uh, it's something that uh, I heard about maybe a month ago. Texted, uh, texted Nick and Silk here, uh, and finally, um, you know, it does get uh, made official. So he will be moving off the field. Yep. Yeah. Who Thompson so, in the group chat? Hoop Thompson. Yeah, Thompson shiz. You know what I mean? Have you ever <laughs> seen shiz and Dan in the same building? Never. Yeah. Not once. Great point. Mm. Great, great point. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, mm. Uh, I've never seen Hoop and Dan tweet at the same time. Same time neither. No. Yeah. Ooh. That's why we can't I, I get the scheduling block, down. Um, yeah, block the Stadium sense. and Gale account just to you know further. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know, yeah. Covering his tracks. Yeah. 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 I like it. And this is why I wasn't available during this time. That's why. I yeah. Mm. I'm gonna be Double busy eight. tomorrow afternoon, and then you throw me with. Yeah. Your, uh, see what I'm I, I see. I see the science. We go from two two back to back regimes. We went from Jamaican bacon to hockey uh you know it's too rough uh nutrition everybody's like bring savage back but we had a whole thing of jamaican bacon and nutrition and and complaints about that that shrimp and conditioning uh regime as well so i don't like old familiar names go go hire somebody i don't like at this point give me an la fitness trainer nick savage is great um there is a name i put on our message board um that i think florida will move on quickly um but also like i heard you mention mike kent along with nick savage like listen i was working out with 
Florida football players at Gainesville Health and Fitness when Mike Kent was the strength and conditioning coach. Like there, he he and Nick Savage don't belong in the same sentence. I also have no idea no, what Mike Kent's doing. We're just talking now. Florida's lack of <laughs> playing horseshoes. We've just been <laughs> we just haven't been great in the strength and conditioning department, Nick. Yeah. Like for a long time, right? Um, all right, so. Then uh, we talked about Jay Bateman leaving. We didn't talk about replacements. Uh, Jamar Chaney, uh, recruiting guru, um, now the linebackers coach at Western Kentucky. Shout out Corey Bender. He said Jamar Chaney would love to leave Western Kentucky to come to the University of Florida. Don't blame him, right? You know what I mean? But uh, Jamar Chaney's a name. Uh, Bam Hardman is a name, former Florida Gator. Uh, at Troy, longtime linebacker, uh, tenacious recruiter from what we've heard. Uh, and then, of course, the hot board had to include the Louisiana linebackers coach. And then finally, the idea. Then then finally, uh, the, uh, the, the fourth option was, and these are all just prognostications, right? And then the fourth would be Austin Armstrong um, moving from coaching safeties back to linebackers, which is what his position that he got hired to be at the University of Alabama before coming to Florida. So um, and that just gives you the, that just gives you flexibility. If you find a better fit as a safety coach, hey, our defensive coordinator can go, um, and coach linebackers because we've got a guy who's going to be a great coach at safety and a great recruiter, and we can do that. So you're not, I guess, backed into a corner of, well, we have to find somebody who can coach linebackers uh, because your defensive coordinator uh, was literally hired by Nick Saban, the GOAT, to coach linebackers. Yep. So you might already have your linebacker coach on campus. Who knows? Who knows? But um, uh, the rate the this, this staff moves expect to hire uh, sometime by February. February. All right. Sometime by February. All the bowl games are done by then, right? All the NFL mm-hmm. Super Bowl is done. Muddy Muddy Waters said, "Hey, head over. Grab Charlie Strong back. Charlie's got to be sixty now, doesn't he?" If Randy Shannon's over at FSU, you can bring him back, bring the boys back, you know? Or how about this? You go and hire Marquand Manuel, right? We haven't thrown his name around a lot. Oh, I've seen it in the comments already, yeah. Um, who are the other names? Got to go hire Phil Trotwine. Um, who's the running back coach? It's been at Tennessee and South Carolina. Um, Shoot, go get me uh, Brad Davis back. I don't know where Brad's at. If he's no, we're just building a staff of all former Gators, Nick. You Current know, Brad Davis. Yeah. Brad Davis, Kerwin Bell. Oh, he was a coach. OC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just need OC, Kerwin mm-hmm. Bell, or his son. What we have with yeah, OC wise? I gotta get up out of here. I gotta pick my daughter up. She yeah, got yeah. early release for exams today for uh for school. Robert what, Gillespie, what, that's who I'm thinking of. What we at OC wise? Yeah, I mean they don't have a position open on the Theoretically, offense. Theoretically, they do. Theoretically, you have right now they do. Still, you still yeah, don't. You're in, you're, Mike P is going to coach all the linebackers. Yeah. Possibly. Steve Spurrier Jr. for offensive coordinator. There you go. Perfect. Matthews for offensive coordinator. Man. Perfect. All right. Well, let's get let's get out of here. They're a long, good show. Hey, before you leave, there's 450 of you. I think we've had about 800 and so come in and out. Uh, pause. 
um today Yo. make sure you hit the like button hit make sure you hit the subscribe button uh happy holidays to everybody quick shout out to our friends over at alumni hall if you're in gainesville go visit them on archer road or go visit them online clothing apparel uh accessories growing accessories tailgate supplies ornaments uh, other gifts that you may have for the gator fan in your life go check out alumni hall.com or go visit them on Archer Road near that Chick-fil-A right off of I-75. So, you have song of the week, my friend. Second song of the week. Let me get some. Uh, I've been listening to a lot. No, of I had this song of the week last week. It was an EDM Christmas song. I hope everybody enjoyed it. You had it on Monday. Honestly, I listened to it like oh. three or four times this week. Yeah, it's not bad, right? Yeah. I'm saying we have just we just have two songs of the week. It's yeah, mine was an abridged week. version. Let me get uh, Currency Man off his, his new album, uh, Highway 600. Track is called Reflections. Spitter Andretti, man. Smooth vibes. Let your sunroof back. Put something in the air. Papa Lucy, do your thing, man. Happy holidays. Papa Happy Lucy. Holidays. Everybody, Papa, yeah. Lucy. Papa Lucy. Papa Lucy. So, everybody, thanks to uh you guys for the super chat donations thanks everybody for supporting lucy uh alumni hall and uh home field apparel thanks everybody for riding with us in 2024 we're going to do another pop-up show next week uh as well so we appreciate you guys again obviously not doing a show on monday have a happy holidays everybody and we will see you guys same corner same time merry christmas Holy Ghost in the church at the metaverse I believe in something more than stunting But this life is all we wanted Shaping the minds of youngsters just as we once learned from it Should my music reflect on these fucked up times? Or do you fools just want smoke and ride? Mommy, you want me to empower you and bust you up? Or occasionally fuck on you and just buy you stuff I'ma roll another one cause I ain't high enough I'ma go home and switch up cars cause I ain't drive enough Survival remorse for some homies, I feel I ain't cry enough Truth is, it ain't no truth, homie, they all lying to us Hidden agendas, industry plans, crash dummies The up and coming, intelligence, they switch it to that dumb shit Tempted by the chance of millions, now your rhyme is senseless You once had lyrics and integrity, you ain't had no bitches you can have it all without switching It's just gonna take a minute Must instill some patience in these little niggas Real bitches waiting for a real nigga Should my music reflect on these fucked up times? 
Or do you fools just want smoke and ride? Mommy, you want me to empower you and bust you up? Or occasionally fuck on you and just buy you stuff? I'ma roll another one cause I ain't high enough I'ma go home and switch up cars cause I ain't drive enough Survival remorse for some homies, I feel I ain't cry enough Truth is, it ain't no truth, homie, they all lying to us It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.